everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy, and this is Bianca. Hello! Hello. Today we have something very exciting, which is our first guest ever. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Jared Fairclough, and I'm uh, probably best known as a Muppet nerd. Yes, Yes. uh, from... Toughpigs.com. Toughpigs.com. Previously Muppet Mindset, now Tough Pigs. And uh, it's my goal to just take over everything on the internet. So I will be taking over this podcast by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Today we're talking about minutes 19 and 20 of Toy Story. Should we just jump right into it? Let's do it. And can I say how excited I was when I got these two minutes? I was like, oh, I've got like two of the best (laughs) minutes of the whole film. You really did. The writing in this scene is, I think, some of the best writing in in the whole movie. It is, and the animation of it, and I mean, I mean, we'll obviously go through it, but you got falling with style. You've got mm-hmm. the little light bulb that blinks. <laughs> so many good moments. Love it. Yes. So this clip starts off in the middle of Buzz telling Slinky that he wouldn't want to be in the way when his laser goes off. Mr. Potato Head teases Woody, saying, how come you don't have a laser, Woody? Woody insists that it's not a laser, it's just a little light bulb that blinks. Ham asks, what's with him? And Potato Head responds, laser envy. (laughs) Which is a joke that definitely goes over. Like, I reckon that went over my head until about 20 (laughs) minutes ago when I watched the the two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... um, I'm not sure when I first picked up on that joke, but it was pretty recently. <laughs> I also love the the little look that Bo gives Woody when he's saying it's a little light bulb that blinks. She just gives him like, <laughs> like just this funny little look. And you can tell that I, I feel like Bo must be an, an extremely patient woman to put up with Woody and like how just like bossy and neurotic he is at this point. Well, it's interesting watching Bo as well, because literally last night, for the second time ever, I watched Toy Story 4. Oh. And they are two different characters. Completely two different characters. So, yeah, it's interesting watching her here sort of just letting the guys be guys and stuff. Although she's still got a little bit of that sarcasm, I guess, and that little sassiness that she brings in Toy Story 4. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, um, I don't think this episode has come out yet, or maybe it has. I don't know, but we we talked about um, in uh, this behind-the-scenes book that we've been referencing called Toy Story, The Art and Making of the Animated Feature. There was a whole section about Bo, and they made the point of... They made the point of saying that she is not... She's not like a, like a simple farm girl, shepherdess, whatever. She's like a... She's like a sassy, like city girl, mm-hmm. which I feel like is, I feel like in the first two movies, she's like, people kind of think of her as um, like just Woody's girlfriend, you know, that's all she's there to be, but she's really not. Cause you do see that, that little bit of like the personality that comes out more later in Toy Story 4. Yeah. Yeah. It's that sassy, like, like I hadn't even noticed that little look she gives Woody when he says that until as you said that I quickly pulled it up and looked at it and you're right it's got that little bit of a that little hint I guess into what her character is going to become mm-hmm. at 10 seconds 
Woody tries to put a stop to all of it by stepping out in front of everyone and saying, all right, that's enough. Look, we're all very impressed with Andy's new toy, but it says toy, T-O-Y, toy. Excuse me, I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. When he says, the word I'm searching for, I can't say because there's preschool toys present. (laughs) This is my most favorite part when he says that. (laughs) Because you can just tell that he's trying to hold back with every fiber of his being, completely going off on Buzz. But, you know, to make him not feel or be seen by the other toys as just being a complete jerk. He's like <laughs> refraining himself. <laughs> I really hope there's like an alternate take somewhere where Tom Hanks just went off. Blows up. <laughs> just blows up and just some really horrible heinous words come out of his mouth. Oh, that would be fantastic. I want to see that real. <laughs> I'm sure. Do you know what? There's probably on YouTube somewhere. Someone's probably taken all the swear words Tom Hanks has said in the film and put it into Toy Story. <laughs> Probably. If not, if not, it's a missed opportunity. Someone needs to get onto that immediately. Immediately. <laughs> well, in our last episode, we talked about um, there's like an extended, like original storyboard version of this scene that is much more edgy. Oh, really? And has like Woody. I, I feel like it's. Do you know the um, like the Black Friday story about Toy Story about like the original. Uh, version of the script that was just like too dark and what he was like extremely is that yeah i know that there's one where he like basically straight up murders buzz doesn't he or something like that like yeah, yeah he it's like real literally dark. throws him out the window yeah i i'm pretty sure it's the same version of the scene like from that version of the script and i feel like woody does get um Woody is a little bit more harsh in that version of, of this scene. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to say that. So if Pixar can go back in time and make that, that would be wonderful. Well, the, the storyboard version is up on YouTube. Well, I'll see you all in about 10 minutes once I've watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you the link when we're done. <laughs> Excellent. When he says preschool toys, I was wondering what preschool toys is he talking about? Because... The only like preschool toy I can think of is Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> I don't think he would care if, if Woody cursed around him. I think also the little rolly clown on the floor. The little clown that's oh, on yeah, the maybe. floor that can't move. I felt so bad for him, like when Buzz is getting ready to jump. You just see him looking there like, don't fall on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've got the troll doll as well. Could that be considered That's a preschool true. toy? Yeah. It's like three and up. Yeah. Three and, and up. Rex, Rex isn't like a preschool toy, but I feel like he's a very innocent character. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's who he's talking about. He <laughs> <laughs> should have just said because Rex is here. True. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rex, at 27 seconds, Rex says, Mr. Lightyear, now I'm curious. What does a space ranger actually do? Which just like sends Woody over the edge. He's like, he's not a space ranger. He doesn't fight evil or shoot lasers or fly. Most of the toys in the room are either just like playing along with Buzz's delusion or like trying to piss Woody off. (laughs) I feel like Rex (laughs) genuinely believes that Buzz is a space ranger. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that till now. Like these toys know Buzz is a toy. They have Mm -hmm. to be doing this just to get a rise out of Woody, which is something I would do. 
<laughs> I'd be a real. I'd probably be like Ham in this situation, which is like I'm just going to push his little buttons just to really make his little stupid little arms flail and really piss him off. That's probably the highlight of their day, just trying to find things to make Woody angry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, especially Potato Head. Potato Head is just like he. He's just really trying to push all of Woody's buttons. He's like, why don't you have a laser? <laughs> well, he hasn't got a wife at this point either, so he's probably just bored. No. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's not until the next movie. Exactly. I, know. I, <laughs> I also really like when Woody is saying all these things, like, it's not a laser, he doesn't fight, you know, um, anything. And the way Buzz looks at Woody, he kind of looks at him like, in disgust like how dare you say that about me <laughs> he looks so offended like why would you say that exactly and i'm just like poor buzz in his little delusion he's so offended at what he just said and i really like that parallel in this film to toy story 2 when mm-hmm. he actually has to put up with like himself doing the whole thing and oh, she's like yeah. oh god this is how annoying i was it's like yeah mate you're a real pain <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So, like, I know Buzz is, like, just delusional, but why why does he not question, like, why everyone, or at least why Woody thinks he's a toy? That's a thing that I've seen online a lot. People go, well, why, when Andy comes in, does Buzz, like, stop and drop to the ground or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Like, does he do it just because the others are doing it and you think it's like Andy might be a threat or is it some inbuilt, like, thing in him that he goes, well, I am a toy, even subconsciously knows that and goes, oh, got to become a toy so I don't freak out, you know, Andy or whatever it is. Or is it just sort of some weird magical spell that as soon as a child rocks up, all the toys just involuntarily? I, I've always assumed it was just an instinctual thing. Like, maybe they can overcome it if they want to, but it's just... If if somebody's in the room, even Buzz, who doesn't think he's a toy, uh, just freezes. Well, they're also very careless, I think, with their if they're trying to hide themselves, because they're all very loud. Tell me you wouldn't hear, you know, some little toy flying around the room smashing into stuff, even if they were <laughs> upstairs. Exactly. Yeah. Like, watching Toy Story 4 last night, the amount of times... Like, you should have been caught. How were you mm-hmm. not caught flying across a giant carnival? You tell me, in a carnival with a thousand people, not one person saw that? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pixar, but you've lost me. Speaking <laughs> of, of uh, the carnival scene, I think the most egregious example of that is when Buzz is in, he's like hanging in the, the Star Adventure, whatever it's called, game uh, with Ducky and Bunny. Yeah, and they're just like having a full-on combo to all the carnival goers, <laughs> but you don't think about it because the camera is just focused on them. Yeah, like there's a certain amount of disbelief <laughs> I have to suspend for this Pixar, but unfortunately, you've mm-hmm. lost me, and I will be writing in a complaint. I won't. <laughs> Obviously, I won't. That's not true. At 36 seconds, Buzz says, excuse me, and pushes the button, the the big red button on his chest. His wings pop out, and everyone is very impressed. Woody grabs Buzz's wing and shakes him and says, what, what? These are plastic. He can't fly. Buzz says, they are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. 
They continue to argue about whether or not Buzz can fly, and Woody childishly pushes his finger on Buzz's helmet and yells, Can't, can't, can't. Buzz insists that he can fly around the room with his eyes closed, and Woody says, All right, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. Buzz responds with, All right, then I will, and pushes Woody to the side. Now, did you guys have a Buzz Lightyear toy or anything like that when you were growing up? Now, granted, I don't know how old you are. I am very old. I feel, just looking at the two of you. Um, but, like, I had a Buzz Lightyear when I was, I was six when this first film came out. I got a Buzz Lightyear and I was always upset was that he's... born the year it came out. Oh, well, there you go. I was so disappointed that his wings didn't pop out. I think purely from this scene, I had a Buzz mm. Lightyear that had his wings permanently out and his helmet never went all the way back. And it really bothered me. Yeah. And that's a deep-seated childhood issue I hadn't thought about until now. That is really annoying. Like, I remember my cousin had one when we were little. Uh, I was five when it came out. So for me, I was Team Woody, so I had a Woody doll. And we've, me and Macy have talked about this before, but none of the Woody dolls have, like, the exact phrases, or at least the signature one doesn't have, like, the exact phrases or some of the phrases from the movie, there's only mm-hmm. like a set few. And I was mad about that. I was, even at five, I was offended. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say there's a snake in my boot? Yeah, but a lot of them don't have the somebody's poison the water hole line in them yeah. for some reason. Oh, yeah. And are they all like, I don't know about the signature ones, are they all Tom Hanks or are they his brother? I want to say they're his brother because. No, they're his brother. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't yeah. sound like, yeah. like you can hear it's very slight, but you can tell it's him. Yeah. Which like, I wish they would just use the recordings that they made for the movies, but I'm, I'm assuming it's like a contractual thing. Yeah. There'd be some licensing do, issue. He does all of the voices for all the toys. Yeah. Yeah. I was also really upset when like, I got my first Miss Potato Head when I was like eight or nine and I was always disappointed that his eyes, like, because <laughs> in this film, they're always <laughs> separate, but in the toy, they're together. Mm-hmm. that's always bothered me, and it still bothers me to this day. Yeah. We just talked about that not too long ago that I was yeah. thoroughly offended with that. <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue, can I just point out that I've never realized this until watching this clip, that almost all the characters, that their eyes blink separately. Yeah. Has that been noted? Yes. We, we've talked about this in an episode that hasn't come out yet. And we were trying to figure out, we were talking about why, why that is. And I, I, I've looked it up and hadn't really found any concrete answers. I've seen like some like random, like movie trivia things on social media saying that it was because they wanted to remind the audience that they're still toys, which doesn't make any sense to me. No. And also that it's uh, supposed to show that they're all kind of stupid, but that also doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. I was going to say, it had to have been some animation thing, surely at the time, for whatever reason, they couldn't get both eyes to blink at the same time. Yeah, and that's what I read somewhere, that they were you know, trying to get it exact, but there was always something to where it was like a second off, so they just left it. They're like, it's already time for the movie to come out. <laughs> So they just left it. <laughs> yeah, so who who knows? <laughs> it's very strange. 
I uh, looked up, I figured terillium carbonic alloy is, wouldn't, wouldn't be a real thing, and it's not, but uh, terillium is a real chemical element. It says, according to Wikipedia, it is a brittle, mildly toxic, rare silver-white metalloid. And then, of course, carbonic just means that it has carbon in an alloy, uh, according to what Google told me. Is just a metal made by combi- combining two or more metallic elements, especially to give greater strength or resistance to corrosion. So, so buzz is toxic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't know I was getting a science lesson in this podcast. Yeah, but there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I've already forgotten it all, which yeah. just goes to show you what kind of student I was. <laughs> That's why I talk about Muppets on the internet. <laughs> uh, so Buzz, before he thought that Andy's room was a planet, but then he says that I could fly around this, ro- this room with my eyes closed. You know, I never noticed that. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't watch like this clip. Oh, gosh. Are you telling me that a movie about toys that talk is filled with inconsistencies? <laughs> I won't be having it. Won't be having it, Macy. (laughs) At uh, one minute and six seconds, Buzz tells everyone to stand back as he walks over to the corner of the bed. He climbs onto one of the bedposts, and there's a shot of some of the other toys on the floor looking up at him. He closes his eyes, puts his arms out in front of himself, and says, "To infinity and beyond," and jumps off the bedpost. Which this is the first time we hear the phrase "to infinity and beyond." which inspired the name of this podcast. And can I just say on that how impressed I was with that joke? Oh, thanks. With the T-W-O <laughs> infinity. When I saw that, I'm like, that's good podcast naming right there. Well done. Thanks. As soon as I had that title, I was like, we have to do this. We can't let this title <laughs> go to waste. <laughs> so looking at the toys on the ground, because mm-hmm. we were talking about that before, you've got Mr. Spell, you've got RC, you've got etch a sketch and then yeah there are a couple of preschooly things on there like you've got a um like the clown you've got a couple of those little dudes in like a little um like i don't even know what they're called um like little little troika dolls little yeah yeah, those things are they likely to be like andy's old things or are they like molly's room toys that have come over oh i don't know maybe they're hand-me-downs could be hand-me-downs could be like oh well there's no one home at the moment let's uh bounce on over and uh, go hang out and see what the hell's going on with this new space dude. Well, Molly, Molly <laughs> and Andy share, share a room. Cause Andy or Molly's crib is, is in the room. Of course. <laughs> that's which by the way, that's two different, wildly different ages. Like you can't expect yeah. a 10 year old to share a room with an infant. My niece <laughs> is 10. My nephew is uh, nine months old. They couldn't share a room. That's probably why they're moving. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Good point. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with the argument that they're Molly's toys. Sure. All right, great. That works. Glad we got to the bottom of it. Oh, um, when when Buzz puts his arm out in front of him, I think we talked in our last episode about how a lot of times Buzz's arms move in ways that would be, like, completely impossible. They have, like, Buzz's arms cutting into his suit, but they, like, show it at an angle to where it's not really as noticeable or like the black thing in his shoulder is like pulled out forward. I feel like that 
that shot, his arms are definitely like cutting into his suit. Now, For I sure, s- yeah. I studied animation. Oh, really? Many, many years ago. And the amount, like, and we were actually shown a reel of films like Pixar films, um, stuff like that, that show you how they've cheated it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at this angle, you'd see Buzz Lightyear and you go, okay, well, something's, you know, that all looks fine. But they show from a w- different angle and it's like wildly insane the way they've had to like cut into him. And like you'd find half of his body's probably missing mm-hmm. in order just to get that shot. The biggest one was the um, Charlie Brown movie oh, from a few years ago. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I was out of uni at that point, but I saw a video of the way they did that animation and it's frightening. <laughs> it's the same as like, I don't know if you've seen the, um, you know, what Peppa Pig must look like in order for her to actually be like that on, like that oh, angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like where she's got two eyes here and two eyes on the <laughs> other side. Yeah. It's just frightening. It's not far <laughs> off with the um, with the uh, Charlie Brown film. So 100% they've cheated this, and you'd find you'd probably have nightmares if you saw the other side of it. <laughs> it's just so, once you notice it with Buzz, it's just so obvious because his, his suit is so bulky and his arms are... His arms are bulky too, so there's just no other way that he could do certain poses without without his arms cutting into his suit. Have you been to like Disneyland, Disney World, and seen the um the Astro Orbiters Buzz? Like the big No, but we're actually going to Disney World together in December. We're going in December. So we are oh, all right. Well, thanks for the invite. Um so <laughs> You're more than welcome to come. Just pay your. Pay oh, your I, thought, I was hoping you guys were going to pay. All right, well, fair enough. Um, so, <laughs> like, okay, well, you'll see it there, but they actually have one that works, and obviously he can't cheat it and stuff. And his arms, like, are quite often out of his side because they oh, won't yeah, go I've down. Seen videos of it. Yeah, <laughs> the best is when they break down and like part of his arm flops around. It's good I've, fun. I've seen that in YouTube videos before. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. But that's another thing that frustrates me about the Buzz toys is that they can't, his arms can't move the same way that actual Buzz can. Right. He's not as articulated as the movie, Mm -hmm. which for obvious reasons, like you said, they're cheating their way through the movie. But when you get a toy, you can't because, because physics. I actually have a little Buzz figure that is, um, right here actually he's posed uh to be shooting his laser and his arms are just cutting in cutting into his suit oh gosh (laughs) at one minute 20 seconds for a second it looks like buzz is gonna fall to the ground but instead he hits the luxo ball and bounces back into the air what he watches shocked as buzz lands on the car at the top of the race car track Buzz glides down the track around the loop-de-loop and shoots back up into the air. He somehow flies high enough to get caught by Andy's airplane, which is attached to the ceiling, and it spins him around in circles while the other toys watch. The airplane continues to pick up speed until it's going so fast that Buzz detaches from it and lands on the bed. Which I feel like, even in a movie where, you know, toys are coming to life, this is the most unrealistic thing in the entire movie. <laughs> well, entire I mean, it's well known that there's a clear animation mistake in this because when he goes through the loop-de-loop. Yes, that was one of the things. Yeah, yeah his, his wing would obviously hit it. So I like the way Pixar were like, no one will notice. 
they couldn't have predicted the internet would be as big as it is 25 years later. Yeah, they just have a they just show that portion from his perspective. And then when he's coming out of the loop to loop, it cuts to a shot and he's just like conveniently a little bit farther ahead than he was in the previous shot. Mm-hmm. But also looking at this thing uh like frame by frame. He mm-hmm. goes from like halfway through the loop to loop when you see his full body. And then the next frame, he's like way ahead of it. So again, Pixar are like, yeah. no one will notice. Pixar, <laughs> I noticed. And again, I'll be writing, like, I'm writing a lot of complaints to Pixar about this movie now. And this will be in there. I like how you're writing all of your complaints 25 years later. And you're like, now that I've watched it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm not six anymore, I've got some issues. <laughs> Um, I've done a lot of growing up in these years, <laughs> but like the then he, 25 years. he shoots off and he gets um, onto that airplane or whatever it is at the top. Again, Bianca, you said before, just because physics, like that wouldn't work. Like he, he would, would I feel like this whole podcast could just be called because physics. <laughs> Toy Story. What's wrong with it? Because physics. Pixar didn't. It- uh, didn't expect that 25 years later someone would do a podcast going through this movie two minutes at a time and just, like, picking apart every detail. Well, for people who were such visionaries, they didn't uh, envision too far ahead, did they? They did not, unfortunately <laughs> so. But I'm also trying to figure out what he attaches to on the plane. Like, what, what does he hit right. when he connects to it? I was wondering that too. I have no idea. Like I'm looking at this thing again. I'm scrubbing through sort of frame by frame. There's nothing. Come on, Pixar. Yeah. Right. That's that's complaint number four. When I was little, I always thought it was like a magnet, but then like he's not magnetic. So I was like, what would it attach to? And then if the plane was magnetic, I'm like, the screws in him are too small to be latching onto that. So that wouldn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I was I was also wondering like how how does he not like feel himself like hitting the ball? How does he not feel all of this and like still think that he's just flying on his own? I like the way this is again, this is pure um like overthinking it, isn't it? Like, we're sitting here completely overthinking. That's what this whole podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> it's fine. We've done it on uh, a couple of the Muppet podcasts as well. But, we're like, no one needs to over- – like, what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives that we're overthinking how Buzz Lightyear attached <laughs> to a plane? <laughs> um, but also, at one point, he, um, he's when he's spinning around the plane, you see a close-up of him, and mm-hmm. he's like his jowls and stuff, and his cheeks are flapping in the wind, but he's got a helmet on. So yeah. how would it be flapping? I know. Physics. I, I actually, <laughs> I never noticed before that like Buzz's face is like flapping, but you're right. He shouldn't be doing that because he's got a helmet. That my my guess would be like the helmet's supposed to be a countermeasure for the flapping in the breeze. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Get it together, Pixar. <laughs> their first movie cut them some slack <laughs> oh and i'll tell you what how's the animation on it like just compared to like it's still excellent animation mm-hmm. but compared mm-hmm. to toy story like even toy story 2 but like especially 3 and 4 when they had so much um 
so much like advanced technology. It's amazing watching, like obviously later on in the film you've got, what's the dog's name? Oh. It's good. Or is it uh, Sid's dog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scud. Scud. Uh, like you look at Scud and Scud is a horrible, horrible piece of animation. <laughs> He's a scary looking dog. <laughs> He's a scary looking dog. And then you've got the cat in Toy Story 4 in the, um, in the antique place. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. looks like a real cat. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just um, like it's amazing what they did then, but now you look at it and you go, oh, this, this is aged poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've noticed some details on like the humans that are like terrifying. Yes. Yeah. When you look at them for a little too long. Isn't Andy, like Andy's friends, just Andy? Just remodeled? Mm-hmm. Or not even remodeled, just like with a hat on? Yes. Yeah, with like different, like slightly different, like hair and skin tones and clothes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah. There's a shot where um, I think it's during You've Got a Friend in Me when uh, it's like from Woody's perspective and Andy is reaching down to grab him. And if you look too closely at Andy's hand, it's, it's, it does not look like human skin. It's very unsettling skin. (laughs) Oh, great. This, this, I, I'm just going to have to go through now and watch this movie with a fine tooth comb. Like, it's only what an 80 minute film. Yeah. It's going to take me about seven it's weeks to watch. Minutes. Yes. <laughs> at one minute, 44 seconds, Buzz lands right in front of Woody and triumphantly points at him and says, Can. The other toys on the bed applaud him. Rex says, Oh, wow, you flew magnificently. And Buzz says, I, or Bo says, I found my moving buddy. Which that line. It's kind of uncomfortable when you realize that her her boyfriend is right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a real dick move. Yeah. Well, okay, it doesn't bother me as much now because the the like original like storyboard extended version of the scene that we talked about before, Bo is just like straight up flirting with Buzz. Like she's the whole like time. feeling all <laughs> up on Buzz and like being very suggestive with him and I'm like, what happened? It's a good thing they didn't put this in the movie. <laughs> she tries to like push the his laser button on his arm and he's like, be careful, you don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. And she's like, don't I? I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, not, it's uncomfortable. Not, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like well, so that's something that I never really got when the movies came out. Like, were they meant to be in a relationship or was it a bit like, you know, a bit like Kermit and Piggy where it's like, are they? Like, will they, won't they? And then obviously Toy Story 4 is about the fact that they, you know, get together mm-hmm. or yeah. at least get back together. So, yeah, I never quite understood. So maybe she was just like window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always assumed that they were already in a relationship or that, um, they had, like, just started dating or something. Well, had they had the conversation? Maybe they weren't exclusive yet. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Bo's the one that's telling Woody that she could find someone to, you know, watch the sheep at night. So. True. Yeah. True. Good point. <laughs> Certainly by the end of the movie when she does, like, the whole thing with the mistletoe and, uh, and kisses him. They're, yeah. they're definitely together by that point. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she, I don't know. Maybe they'd had the conversation by that point. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Like, 
you know, maybe they're polyamorous. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate. Um, this is a Toy Story podcast. Is they're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bo's got real sister wife energy. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh well, there's something I didn't think I'd be talking about today. <laughs> this is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to get comments from my from my family listening to this. <laughs> Hello, Mason's family. I'm in Australia. Good luck finding me. <laughs> I noticed that the when everyone's clapping for Buzz, the troll doll isn't clapping, and there's several other instances where, like, um, I think in our first episode, like our first real episode, we talked about how um, when Andy's playing, like he has a lot of the toys like holding their hands up while One-Eyed Bart is uh, robbing the bank and the troll, the troll's arms are down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like later, I think in, in the next clip that uh, in the next episode, um, like the troll doll, when they're all like exercising with the tinker toy weights, the troll doll just like has one sitting in front of him and isn't doing anything with it. Why can't he move his arms? That'd be torture. I feel like, like he lives a very in that miserable life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell. Just look at them. <laughs> like he, he looks miserable. Or she also, looks miserable. That, I don't quite know. That's what I was about to say. Is it a girl or a boy? Well, it's got a real you're wearing a bikini kind of thing. Bikini, but hey, look, you know, people can be whatever they want to be. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's. A, I would say probably a female, just based on the bikini and the pink hair. But hey, again, you know, you be you, troll doll. You live your life. <laughs> the troll is androgynous confirmed. <laughs> God, this podcast got weird. I know. <laughs> so we don't have guests. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> First and last guest. At one fifty one, Buzz puts his wings away and walks to the other side of the bed saying, thank you, thank you. And Woody angrily says, that wasn't flying. That was falling with style. The other toys start to gather around Buzz at the other end of the bed. And Mr. Potato Head starts to say, man, the dolls must real. And then the clip ends. And that's it. <laughs> that happens. I just noticed when he puts his wings back down, like, mm-hmm. again, because physics, like, a toy doesn't work like that. No, it like, doesn't. Because they, they go sort of in and then um, they fold in. fold down, They yeah. fold down, mm-hmm. yeah. They fold down and toys don't work like that. No. And they certainly didn't pop out like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, a lot of this I feel like is Disney or oh, Pixar going, no one will notice. His <laughs> wings are also definitely too long to actually fit in that jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say how excited I was that I got to be in the clip that says falling with style. Because <laughs> I mean, that is that is a classic. What a that great is, film. That is. is one of the, the best lines of the movie. And one of the best moments I think when when they call back to it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about this clip? Can I talk about one thing that always bothered me? And we've already talked about uh, like the Disney parks, but they've only just updated the Buzz and Woody walk-arounds. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the old ones? 
I've seen pictures of them. Yes, they're terrifying. I, yeah, I went to Disneyland 2014 um, and went and had a photo with Woody, and they were not attractive walk arounds. No, they're not. They didn't look, and it never made sense to me why they didn't look like the movies because it's not like you couldn't just take granted the technology was different back in the day but especially you know when something like 3d printing and stuff came about you could literally just take the 3d model and Mm -hmm. print it to at least give you some sort of um some sort of basis but yeah it was terrifying they didn't look especially like woody was woody was weird anyway buzz was worse yeah they looked very like knockoff brand yeah and it was just not appealing, even though it was supposed to be, hey, we're friendly. No, no, I'm not going to go hug you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, um, I went up to Woody and we went, hey, does, does the walk around? And we said, hey, Woody, do you have Andy's name on the bottom of your shoe? And they picked their foot up and there's nothing there. And you could tell Aww. that the cast members who were assisting Woody had never been asked that before. <laughs> and because you could see them go, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, Bonnie's mum must have painted over it. It's like, well, well I didn't say Bonnie because I've seen the movie. I mean, why would they not think of that, though? You would think. I don't know. Kids would ask, I wonder like, if, let me see your, the bottom of your shoe. I wonder if they've done it since. But, um, but yeah, you could tell they were just like, I don't know how to answer this question. And they completely <laughs> made it up. On that, I had a guy, I used to work with a guy who looked a lot like Toy Story 3 Andy. Oh. He looked exactly mm. like him. And on his very last shift with me, I wore boots and I wrote Andy on the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> and then as he walked off, I just lifted my foot up. <laughs> and I've never seen that guy since. <laughs> oh. He probably thinks about that from time to time. He's like, I remember that probably. culture that just yeah. lifted his foot up at me. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I remember, I did it with like white out and it didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> probably even more ominous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny oh well there we go well jared we have a couple of questions that we want to ask you before we end this episode i have a couple of questions i'd like to answer so hopefully they match up all right what is your history with the toy story franchise and which one of the movies would you say is your favorite so I, as I said before, I was about six. It came out in 95, correct, or 96? 95. 95. So I was six when it came out. I remember going to see it at the movies and loved it. And I got it for, I think, Christmas on VHS. And it was one of those films that were just constantly in the repertoire. Like, I had like that. I had a couple of the Muppet movies. And that was basically my two, like, my two or three things I'd watched. Um, And then the second one I remember going to see on a school trip like an end-of-year school trip. And then I remember hearing they were making a third and being outraged because when the third came out, I was 20, going, we don't need that. We don't need a Toy Story 3. Who wants a Toy Story 3? And I was so angry. And then I went and saw it, and then I went and saw it again the same day because I loved it. (laughs) So I have a tradition with Pixar films that me and my best friend, Matt, we will go and see a Pixar film, like the day it opens, if we can, or at least the opening weekend. Um, And so, yeah, he and I went and saw it that day. And then my brother who was visiting, who was living uh, like a couple of hours away at the time, he was like, hey, do you want to go see Toy Story? Well, I've already seen Toy Story 3. 
no, no, we're going again. All right, fair enough, off we go. And I loved it just as much. And obviously, you know, I'm assuming everyone here has seen Toy Story 3. Everyone listening, if you haven't, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, when they're all holding hands, going down mm-hmm. into the fire, I remember sitting there going, they're going to kill Toy Story. <laughs> and just thinking, what a baller move for Pixar to kill Toy Story. And then when they get picked up and, you know, the little aliens go, that claw. I had that moment of just like overwhelming, like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to cry. I'm fine. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And then, so the day actually that I went and I saw Woody at Toys, uh, sorry, at Disneyland was the day they announced Toy Story 4. Oh, okay. I think I was even in line to meet Woody when I heard about it. And I remember thinking again, why are they making a Toy Story 4? We don't need a Toy Story 4. And I still kind of think we don't need a Toy Story 4. I like Toy Story 4. I watched it last night. It's got its moments, but we didn't need a Toy Story 4. But, you know, maybe when you guys get to Toy Story 4, I'll come back and I'll uh, probably have a completely different opinion. Uh, but so four years. <laughs> yeah, so I'll see you in four years. Well, I mean, can I claim now, if we get to, uh, if you get to Toy Story 3, I need to be here during that, uh, during that incinerator scene. Oh, yeah, so for I'm sure. That, I'm calling <laughs> that now. That. Great. Um, I'll see you in three years. Um, <laughs> but uh, but out of the, th- I was going to say the three, out of the four, Toy Story 3, it would be hands down the best one. Um, again, because I think just how much of a move it was for Pixar to like think they were going to kill everybody off. Mm-hmm. And just like, it's a great film anyway, but that last like that just that scene itself is probably one of my favorite scenes in movie history not just in pixar or toy story just in cinematic history um so yeah i'd go probably toy story 3 that's a good answer that's interesting to hear about your reaction to the news of toy story 3 because i feel like i had the exact opposite reaction where i had wanted a toy story 3 like for as long as I could remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. So I was like, yes, I've waited for this my whole life. <laughs> but it's the same as when they announced Incredibles 2. I was like, we don't need an Incredibles 2, but I loved Incredibles yeah. 2. That one I agree with. We did not need Incredibles 2. Yeah. It was, yeah. It it's was fine. Um, I remember going to see Toy Story, though, and there were a bunch of like kids in the, uh, this is Toy Story 3, sorry. There were a bunch of kids in the audience. And I sat there thinking, what are you doing here? Like, this isn't for you. This is for me. <laughs> I've grown up with these characters. You get out. You can come back another time. That's exactly and I said that to I a couple of too. children. <laughs> not true. I didn't really. I didn't really. Fun fact, I once uh, in a Pixar film swore because um, I was talking to a friend and I was sitting next to a mother and daughter and they got up and moved. Oh. <laughs> it was up, if I remember correctly. So sorry about that. Oh. Well, I guess to wrap things up, do you have anything you would like to anything you would like to plug? Look, if you want to read me talk about Muppets, I talk about Muppets a lot on toughbigs.com. If you want to hear me talk about Muppets, uh, I've got a podcast called To Introduce Our Guest Star, which is great fun, um, which is where me and my co-host surprise each other with guests, which is great. Uh, we're doing a season two, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, and you can find me on Twitter. It's at Jazz Fairclough. I'll come and talk about Muppets or Toy Story or Australian politics, which I hate talking <laughs> about, but it's necessary at the moment. Uh, so come and visit me and talk to me and all the fun things. 
Yes, you should all check all those things out because they're great. Aw, shucks. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.